This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We are the editors of Starburst Magazine, and this week we have a guest. He is our literary editor. Literally. He, 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 he literally is our literary editor, and, and he's also the host of the Brave New Words podcast, and anybody who's been to any event where Starburst has been around, they usually bump into this guy. It's Mr. Ed Fortune. Hello. It's an absolute pleasure to be in the studio. Hello. It is. I mean, we, we're going to struggle a bit tonight because we rely on you for, for information that <laughs> comes via email when we're getting a bit stuck. So we'll have to wait till the break to we've get got, the answers this time. We've got plenty <laughs> of uh, things to, to grill you over. Oh, we have. Ooh, we have blimey. indeed. Well, you guys listening to us, anybody new, we are the official radio show of the world's longest running magazine of cult entertainment. If you like horror, sci-fi, fantasy in any uh, field or medium we cover it and this is the radio show of it and our email address is studio at fabradiointernational.com we would love you to get on board with the show tonight and join in and also you can join us on twitter at starburst underscore mag we've had a couple already really yeah let's hear what they've got to say they're all from people we know are they yeah uh, it's no less no less valuable true uh mr pollard Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who I saw at weekend, brief, yeah. very briefly, it was at the same gig. All right, uh, okay. I'd forgotten how tall he was. Yeah, he is very tall. Yeah, made me made me feel very dwarfish. Uh, just saying, he said, "That's convenient." The Starburst Mag Radio Show happens to have started just as I finished transcribing an interview. Time for a cold one. Well, that's jolly good, and and I think that uh, I I think I know what. Mr. Pollard would probably like tonight, and he'd probably look forward to the point where I start to give DC a bit of a kicking over this Joker movie a little bit later on. Yeah, That's just for him. It's dedicated to Mr. Pollard. If he's got any points to raise on that that I may not have thought of, please email in. Let us know, Polly. And we've also had one. 
from our very, very good friend, Mr. Chris Hayes. Oh. Yeah, not been on for a few weeks. No, got to have him back. But he's, uh, he's just listening to, he's just listened to 7.10, you know, episode 10 from us. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's got a list of beefs. I've, he, he didn't get mentioned much yeah. on that one. Yeah. I did, he didn't get thrown under the bus for his piracy or anything. He, he said he, he did finish off Luke Cage. It was pink flute. He, he actually put the pink flute in there. And Adam <laughs> was moaning about it. Another flute on episode 6.29. Okay. And is he, is he, is it, but, but has, he re, has he reviewed his opinion though? Is he, he, is he a that. born again Luke Cage? No. Is he, is he, Cage friendly. He's, he's not followed it up with anything else. So, I bet, but well, well, he, I hope that tonight he's catching up on his uh, defenders because later on in the show tonight, um, probably about ten o'clock ish, I'll after the last break or something like that. That's not very precise, is it? At yeah. some point later on in the show, in the next two hours, I will chat about the defenders and whether or not I really enjoyed it. Or whether I absolutely hated it, and what um what the public opinion is, we can discuss that. But it's been a long week. There's been loads of stuff going on. Even though there's not a lot happened in the news, the little bits that have happened have been, you know, quite uh, seismic. Some bits. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, from a book point of view, I might as well I might as well open with it. Brian Aldis has passed away, and that's like from a from a from my book perspective, that's that's seismic. I mean, he was 92, so it's not as if he was a young chap, but, you know, one of the last great titans of science fiction. I see. So um, we, we know him We know him from um, AI, because, like, his stuff was converted to mm. movie AI. Um, but, yeah, blimey. I uh, met him a couple of years ago, clipped me around the ear for calling science fiction sci-fi. Um, I, I thought... Literally, I figured it is. Literally, literally, just cut. I me. think he should he should be uh, clipping the late Forry Ackerman around the head on that one because he <laughs> Maybe that's both science doing, fiction no. and the abbreviation, didn't he? Yeah. What would he prefer then? I remember. Yeah, I remember this. I can't remember what his reason was. Science fiction, mm. because because he was all about the science and he was all about uh, progress and bringing science into the world, mm. uh, despite the fact that most of his books were about the world ending, yeah, uh, uh, post-apocalyptic or just weird plant weirdness. I mean, Hot House is one of the most surreal books, science fiction books I've ever read. Well, it's science fiction to me. I mean, that that's the perfect description for, for all of this because you, you've got a, 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 a story that's led by scientific uh, endeavours. If it involves a spaceship of any kind or space exploration or aliens, so anything like that, the science is central and it's not real. So it's fiction. I mean, Heliaconia, which is one of the books he was known for, was just these... It, it, he sat down and worked out how you would have a planet with very long winters and very long summers. Okay. And it's like, you can build that model and you can work it out, and then he evolved the creatures on the planet. Uh-huh. And the, the kind of the secrets of Heliaconia are all about what happens during the winter, what happens during the summer, how does life exist, how does okay. life evolve. And it's, you know, they're, they're epic sci-fi. But you Game like of it. Thrones. 
Game of Thrones. How long is their winter? Well, four that, years. That's yeah. that's fantasy. So George R. R. Martin just just made it up, basically. Right. Whereas science fiction, of course, has charts. These, these writers oh, okay. just made them up. That's ridiculous. I'd never thought of that. But science fiction is like science fiction is like I have thought this out and I can prove it to you in paper and pen. Sometimes and science like, fantasy is what you're talking about. Then. Yeah, yeah. They, and, they, they, and, and, but I mean, just, sci-fi is more slocky. It's more, yeah. Yeah. It was more for the films, that. So the movie Flash Gordon is science fantasy, not science fiction. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars is science fantasy then, as well. Yeah, I mean, but they're both a massive amounts of fun, and they draw from that kind of pool of futurism and all the rest of it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just, I, it's a. I think you. Know, it's an uphill struggle for the poor guy. And if he was wanting people to start referring to it as something else, I mean, it's it's the badge, isn't it, for it? But he was sort of the he was sort of the bridge between, you know, fun science, fun sci-fi attitude and kind of respectability if you see what I mean like the kind of yeah. literary side of things and he kind of straddled the two by just being really cantankerous really charming and just sticking it out there <laughs> if you see what I mean you always defend the corner of science fiction like to the hilt but at the same time where his kind of you know, his literary credentials were pride, so he'd be like, take me seriously, I'm a, an incredibly established author, but at the same time, spaceships are fun, man. A bit like us, then. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, that's it, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it's all about having fun at the end of the day, and and when when you start getting, you, you just cannot get hooked on trivialities when it comes to it. I mean, when it's hard sci-fi, though, I've got a different set of rules. If I'm watching something that's prote- that's pertaining to be a bit deep and a bit, you know, epic like well, 2001, no, I won't, I won't give it what a pass. That's from what I can gather. That's yeah. what he was saying. Science fiction is that. That's hard sci-fi. Yeah, like a rival. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Aldous, Aldous kind of married like literary and science fiction. So Greybeard is about the end of the world. It does radi- radiation apocalypse without people in fetish gear going across deserts. Um, and it's also about it's also about depression and learning about you know the end and dealing with coping and bargaining and it's a fantastic book but once you read it you're like do you know what I need to watch some Mad Max now or some Doctor Who yeah or just something a bit fun Uh, something a bit fun so there's been uh a couple of other bits. That's, that's the only obituary this week. Yeah. So th- this is quite... And it wasn't us that had to do it, so that's... I know it's not so bad, because it's getting a bit much now. I, I can't thought, cope with I, it. I thought I'd, I'd open on the sad note. Well, it was, it's, it's very apt that we had you this week, because you, you know we couldn't have ever given the justice that he deserved. So. No, 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 absolutely not. I, th- I think what I should do before the break, so that it's done sooner rather than later, I just make uh, the announcement over the festival that I was going to make uh, this weekend but today's as good a day as any and the website will be updated within the next 24 hours and yes the news that I was giving you the heads up on an announcement of an announcement well last week was the announcement of the announcement this is the actual announcement the the film festival what's happened we have been offered a fantastic situation and Media City in Manchester, who have net, you believe it or not, have not put on any festival, media festival, film festival at all. We 
have been offered to come into um, a, a working relationship with them and they want us to hold the Starburst Festival there. So it's been a slight change of name to the Starburst Media City Festival. It's obviously, you've gathered it's going to be at Media City. It's London. Yep, it is. And it's going to be from the 16th to the 18th of March next year and it's going to be roughly the same date every year after that. Now, why the change? Well, it was too good an offer to pass up. It meant that with the profile of it, we could get even bigger names. They are helping us as well with uh, with some of the aspects of it as well. It, it presents a great help economically for us. It means we can push the festival to another level and we really, really want to make it as big as possible. We loved the last one and we, want, we thought, well, if rescheduling it is essential because... Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't put two on in within six months, but certainly uh, we had a choice between putting on the best possible festival we could, which was this option, or or we ran with the other one and then missed this uh, opportunity. So we had to do it on this weekend because obviously it's that short notice and the other places it's booked up during that period, and we're going to be working with them closely and and the guys over at the landing in media city and the the people in media city in general are all coming on board and it's going to be a much much bigger event it we're going to try and get the most interesting setup a, a lineup of guests we're going to try and really push the envelopes with this aren't we martin yeah certainly yeah and it's it's a lovely little venue as well but we've got two floors yep and uh i think Remember, right that the bar is the one that they use for the vice, is it? Or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. That's really cool. Yes, yeah. it's shrinking. It's absolutely brilliant. Now, the few pe- the the people that have bought tickets already, they they've already been told that even though this may be mean that the ticket price might be slightly more, it won't be much more, but it, it's slightly more. We've locked that in for them so that anybody who already bought it will be. Uh, they're, 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 they're on it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely on it. All the so, ticket holders have. Uh, yeah, they're quite happy to come along. Actually. Yeah. So if you've bought a ticket, you've you've already paid for it and yep. you're going. You're yeah. locked oh, in. And, and to be honest, Regardless no nobody. And we've offered a refund if anybody was not able to make that date, but. People People have generally said yes. Well, listen, if we've got to wait a few more months to to go to a, one at Media City with all that going on, then they're more than happy. So, it, it pretty much, it's been win win. There's been no negatives. Um, I wanted to get the news out a bit earlier than this, but we've uh, we've Much been tied up with the uh, yeah tied up with contracts, contracts, legals, just everything, even down to rebadging and re- redoing the logo. So it's all done, and the website's just in the middle of being uh, redone right as we speak. So it's. It's looking good, but it's a nice place, Eddie. You'll, you, you know, as you said, it's a, um, it's great, and there's lots of different rooms. But there's so many secret rooms. Yeah, they just look like a door. Yeah, and it's a wonderful room behind it. Yeah, which is exactly what you want for a convention. I mean, the first, the the SIF, the first of us National Film mm-hmm. Festival. There's two conventions I've been to where it's two o'clock in the morning, and you're still talking, and you're inventing, and you're creating, and you're surrounded by mm-hmm. excited, creative people. And the first one was Glasgow Comic Con because mm-hmm. Glasgow, because Scotland, yeah, because comic creators, and because of that kind of forge of creativity. Yeah. And the second one was the Stubbers International Film Festival, mm. where there were just so many people from 
everywhere and because Manchester because Manchester has that buzz about it yeah. it's why I've moved here it's why I live here it's because it's Manchester and where else where else I can't imagine something like Sobis and the the new Sobis Film Festival being anywhere else mm. no we wouldn't want it to be and they they say the big thing about Manchester that's changed is Media City has changed it's been a game changer for Manchester it's uh, obviously it looks like Doctor Who's even moving here it's got about to explode. Um, we've we've been very very lucky to be uh, invited to join in with them and couple the festival with with Media City, and it's a natural fit. And I, we're hoping that they within two or three years this will become a lot bigger than than we're initially planning. We we've got plans that if it starts to expand, we'll we'll make it as big as we can possibly make it. If it we would like it to be an unmissable weekend in everyone's calendar. Every every year, me everyone knows it's a pilgrimage to Media City and it's yeah, something big to look forward to. Yeah. And if this sort of thing floats people's boats, you can look out the window and see Coronation Street. Correct. Yeah. And it's March as well, which is uh, the thing about fe- March festivals is it rings the bell because mm. January too cold yep. and you broke. February still too cold and you still broke. March time to party again. Yeah, that's what we think as well. Yeah, I mean it was good to it was good to have it and uh, bank holiday in in August, but. You go. You have got a lot of people that are away. You have got people who are attending other stuff. There's a hell of a lot of stuff going on as well. So I d- I'm not too upset about moving it from a bank holiday weekend in August. You've got that many things going on that I think March it's going to be it's going to stand out and it's going to be something to look forward to. I mean. I mean, last year it almost flipping killed me, to be honest, because August is when all the big festivals happen. Yeah, and I think I got off. I got off a flight off Poland from an assignment that he sent me on. Mm-hmm. I got off the flight, turned around, started working almost straight away, and then it was just like, "Hello," and you were like, "Carry this," and that was it. Yeah, and, and we were away. <laughs> oh, it didn't blind. Blind. That's what we like. <laughs> but uh, the hotel's going to be cheap as well around there. Yeah, if that's if that's you know. Oh, well, I'm hoping people will stay. I'm hoping people will stay over like last time because that was the best thing. It was like being, it was like uh, one of them episodes of a sitcom where everyone goes away for their uh, a holiday. It it? was, it was, it was the 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 film version of our TV show. Yeah, it was. (laughs) You get that whole advantage of it being in Media City, of course, Mm. is that they're used to looking after people who want a level of privacy as well correct so that's nice and on all levels it's great these little rooms where people can have a meet and discuss their new movie that they want to produce or write or get involved with and i just think it it, it suits it beautifully and, and from a technical aspect some of the specs there are amazing oh they are amazing yeah yeah and, they are i know the build-up because i was talking to bradley the festival director uh, the build-up to to this event, and we're talking about the potential of workshops and various people. Yeah, well, we have some cracking people in mind. I don't think we can name any names, yeah, but we've got some. Yeah. We've got some great people in mind. It could be, and because it's now going to be a fixture, that means we can keep ramping up the level of yeah. amazing. Well, it's essential uh, that we get that because what you want you do you want to get people involved in making movies. That's the whole point of this movies and TV and any books it, it, and it's going to cover video e- games. Every whatever. little bit of the magazine is going to get covered with this because you've got enough room for it. Yeah, 
and it's you know the scope's there. Yeah, anything we couldn't cover in the first one will be covered this time. You will you'll have everything covered. Every if it's in the magazine, it's going to be there. So uh, you know we'll even have we might even have some cosplayers. You never know, do you? You never know. You, you never, never know. know. But uh, we'll, get, we'll get Ed dressed up. It's as, a uh, big as George Martin. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big step. That's, anyway. that's the producer, not the writer. <laughs> well, we're coming up on. Uh, on half past the hour so we'll have our first break now and that's the announcement it's starburst media city festival and it's on on the 16th to the 18th everyone who's got a ticket's already got a ticket and they're they're coming without any increased costs and they if you stay tuned to the festival section on the starburstmagazine.com website you will find out over the next couple of weeks where, how much tickets are, where, who's going to be there, what, what it's going to be, but it's going to be the same time every year. We're committing for a long term with this, so uh, nothing to worry about. It won't won't move dates again. It's all all good, but I'm sure you'll all be very happy that we did. Time is running out for the people of the Asylum of the Insane. Asylum of the Insane, where madness is the norm. Filmed in horoscope, see thrilling scenes in 3D. Three-dimensional terror jumps off the screen and into your lap. Obtain your free 3D blood shield glasses upon entering the theater. Rated GP, but not recommended for impressionable children. Asylum of the Insane, produced in Hollywood by Maniacs. <laughs> Starburst Magazine, issue 440. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. I listen to FabRadioInternational.com. Welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. So let me check on emails then. We've got a few come through. Oh, it's your brother again, Martin. Oh, Aren't you lucky? And this is sent... Uh, the, the only time you ever contact me. He's running the, you know, my uh, irk that I get when uh, people leave the uh, sent via my iPhone. Thing yeah, yeah. So this is sent via a Russian torrent site, this one. <laughs> um, it says, evening, how's this for weird? On Friday, I was at work listening to the podcast about Mike's Umbrella of Doom. I came home on on half day, started to highlight my script for Panto, my line. Um, All right, my love, could be a Brucey bonus for you. And thought, I hope he doesn't die before I read this in January. And uh, half hour later, bro- boom, Brucey is dead. Do you think your umbrella of doom is sending out deaths by proxy? Well, it's it's certainly had an influence. But I say it took out it took out a guy that I despised, and all I was doing was thinking about him, wishing he was dead, holding the umbrella. And, and Bruce it's done. No, not Brucey. This guy at the oh, no, um, no. grown up job at oh, the no, uh, no, big no. company. And uh, he, did, yeah, he's. It's a great little umbrella. Got it. Got it when I was in New York. It's got a, a skull for the handle, and it's 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 awesome. It's also a great weapon as well. Packs a wallop, doesn't it? Oh, you, it does. You've got a cursed item. Yeah. Right. I believe, I believe so. I mean, I don't know. I've not. I've not done it since. I've not actually just got that fed up with someone that I've grasped the umbrella and thought of them. I yeah, just so, concentrated. So make sure that he's not grasping his umbrella, thinking of you. you know? did, did he buy it in a small in a small shop somewhere in Little Rock, maybe? No, but it was a very small shop next to the hotel, but I think it was more, it was a little bit yeah, it wasn't quite as gremlins 
as, as you expect. No, it was it was quite a posh shop, so I'm thinking. Uh, Didn't yeah. I say that? It wasn't was Chinaman, was it? No, it's just the, the, the I, again, the pink flute. All oh, right. You missed yeah. the pink flute. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, and we got another uh, email from Steve Banjo. I love his name. That's oh, yeah. good, isn't it? Uh, evening, lads. Long time listener, first time emailer. You ever thought of doing a YouTube's version of the Starburst show? Be good to see the mayhem transferred to the screen. Well, funny you should say that because the uh, because other no, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Have you seen the HD camera just over? I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's um, not going to go. It's on. not happened yet with this show, and it's we haven't got plans for it. But with the Mancunian candidates, which is back after its break in three weeks. Paul Ripley, the station manager, is insisting that it goes HD and that we're going out because that's going to uh, out on a on that Rhino FM over yeah. in uh, Florida. So he thinks that that'll will add something to the thing. The, the problem is if you come in a bit knackered, like you know, like that. Sometimes I come in with a hangover. And when on, we're, when on we're off off air, we're just like. Lozzing about it. Yeah, no, well, you've got to behave, haven't you? When yeah. that's all. You've got to behave. There's none of this. You can't see what, what that you've, you, they'll be seeing that we're drinking mineral water and stuff, won't Yeah, we? that'll just ruin our reputation. The, it will. There's one photo of the Brave New Words crew that looks fantastic, and we all look like rock stars. And we went through like four cameras as the lens is shattered every single time to exactly. get that photo. Exactly. See, this is what it is. It's, it's, it's too much like hard work, isn't it? But I do get, I do get it. I mean, bloody alley, they're good. They're good to watch, aren't they, when they're on uh, YouTube? But sometimes but, we'd have know, to get, our, we'd have to get ourselves sorted out. I we think we'd, we'd end up this. doing what Sean used to do and put a bag over it. Oh yeah, that was right. We, there was a brief period when it was on, and it was on for every show. You didn't have a say in it, and we just came in and Sean had just put a bag straight over it. But there we go. So I was just going to bring up a, a little ranty point them um not a rant so much but it'll probably end up one yeah dc so they've announced that they're gonna do the joker origin story yep and the weird the weird thing is it's gonna be the first film in a new banner from dc a new title it's gonna be called something else so i don't know if this means it's not part of these movies that have been made so far or not distancing themselves from as as much as they can yeah but that's a Joker origin story without Jared Leto. Mm. So, okay, so that sounds like, well, they've had enough, yet he is in Suicide Squad 2 yeah. and Gotham City Sirens. So are they deliberately just trying to make everything as confusing as possible for the casual moviegoer? Because who's going to but, understand what's going on? And they've still got the TV stuff, which is our different cast. Yeah. Well, here's the fascinating thing, though, because you look at the way Marvel Comics are put together, and Marvel co- Comics have they, they have these big meetings where they take all their writers to get away, and they take all the, the comic artists away, and they get them drunk, and they feed them pizza, and they let them just come up with as many crazy ideas as possible, and they write it all down, and they use, like, a frack of what they come up with mm. and that's like part of the marvel method it's all about you know creativity and all the rest of it and disney have mm. kept that going whereas like we've talked to comic artists like for years in this magazine and you talk to someone like william simpson who who's done loads of dc stuff and he's also done stuff for game of thrones and he's like it's like being a battery hen you know you sit down you're inking this panel you're inking that and it's all a kind of a creative battery and that's the problem with the movies you look at the marvel movies and the marvel movies are these big creative splurges that are then kind of crammed into a specific mold but all the kind of colors still there mm. whereas whereas the the 
DC movies just feel like a sausage machine. Mm. Like you, you put yeah, you, you, exactly yeah yeah it is a Lord of Pink flute. Um you, you just put you know they're just churning it out this kind of long bland sausage of what they think people want. Oh, well, I it it's not like they weren't given a load of material that was useful, and they they they've rushed. This is a mistake. Marvel have done this a little bit where they've rushed to tell. The big, what they consider to be the contemporary bigger stories, like you know, you've gone from Captain America's origin story to the Winter Soldier in two movies to Civil War within three movies, and obviously that spans like fifty years. And and you know, to me, I get it. They've got a, they've got a rush and tell some stories and get them done. But there were a lot of other stories they could have told in between. But you know, uh, but I'll give them a pass because they're bloody enjoyable. And they're very well done. Whereas DC are um, DC are in such a rush to get the, to the Kingdom Come stage, where obviously early on comic book characters were very simple. They were guys running round, girls running round in crazy costumes, secret identities, and there was a, a very standard trope with them. So they it got to a point in the eighties where. They wanted to tell some more mature stories, and then Frank Miller did Dark Knight, and then you've got yeah Watchmen, obviously. Then you've you've um, got yeah Kingdom Come, which is the one where it's like yeah these guys with the powers they've got are gods and blah blah blah. Now, well, to me, those sort of stories are interesting later on, and I think that it's great to look at them themes later, but. They've started out with, like, Man of Steel was the beginning of their new series of movies. And the guy, he, he turned out, instead of being the enjoyable character that he is, was a moping twat for two hours. And and all the time, the angst from the sort of Kingdom Come stuff of the, oh, my powers, I might, you know, my responsibility over mankind and that messiah shit that that was forced on you where there's so many scenes of him floating almost christ-like and and to me god i mean you're starting out there you, you surely there should have been a build-up to that they made the perfect superman movie in the 70s and that's mm. the problem because mm. that that movie gets the character perfectly he's a big flying blue banana boy scout yeah you know he's got the powers of the god but he's being so careful you look at the cartoons yeah. that they're doing the mm. cartoons get the justice league cartoon gets it pitch perfect oh it gets it's him, brilliant uh, yeah you know he, the, the, there's that scene where he's fighting um know, which one is it dark side where he's fighting dark side and dark side's just turns around and goes ah but you always pull your punches and he's like i don't have to pull my punches with you and that look on the it's a cartoon yeah. and the look yeah. on his face yeah. where he suddenly realizes that he can like you know punch mm. dark side into the moon and mm. it's fine because he won't yeah. kill him and that is a reveal that took what mm. 20 hours worth of yeah of cartoon? Course it does. that's <laughs> the point to get to that yeah you're at this the they went straight in with that pitch straight away and that brutal fight that metropolis is looks like an a-bomb's gone off and there's so many people dead and there wasn't one little scene of him even picking someone out of the rubble or or stopping uh, a piece of building falling that, on someone that was part of his uh, his vulnerability that was his with weakness his, yeah with his villains because they knew yeah 
don't you care for these puny humans? Yeah. You know? So then you move on, and then you think, well, what, what, what next? You know, how can how can this be sort of pulled back on track? And that Batman versus Superman seemed like a great idea on paper, and that didn't work. They just didn't work at all, and that is. We never mentioned it. Have we? Yeah, no, that fight, and then you move on. Suicide Squad should have been a dark movie, which if you'd have had an amazing um, Man of Steel movie followed by a Batman movie that's a bit converse. Suicide Squad would have been the darker side of the DC universe, but all we've had is darker side. All you've had from the minute they've they've started filming them. Suicide Squad to me was, imagine someone had made you a, like a delicious cake, like mm. the nicest cake ever. They put all the stuff that you like and rather than rather than giving it to you directly, they, they've rushed and they've gone down a back alley mm. and they've slicked slipped on some dog shit mm. and they've dropped the cake and they've suddenly just like grabbed the cake shoved it together stapled it together and given it to you and then gone there's your cake mm. and you can see what it was but you're not you're never gonna give me a cake no yeah I made that line up. no, no. <laughs> you, you know but it's weird isn't it the, the, yeah, they, had to, they had a guy and they cut him out of the process and that's it and then they redid the film so that's 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 Two movies that that existed there. They, they. I mean, it's something when you can watch a trailer for a, a film and go, "Oh, those guys made a really good trailer." I know. We'll get rid of the director. Yeah. We'll lock him off the set, and we'll get the guys who did the trailer to re-edit the entire film. Holy crap! What a bad idea. We've got a, a tweet off Chris again. Oh, good Chris. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a few earlier on that was referring to the stuff that he was moaning about. Uh, but this one's pertinent to this. Uh, this is talking of the Joker, which we wasn't at the time, but we are now. Mm. Uh, it seems like Reeves, the Batman, is going to be separate too, if today's news is to be taken seriously. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. there's no point in any of this. Yeah, because... Wait, wait, well, how can anybody... It's, it's been quoted as saying, when they approached me, they said, look, this is a standalone, it isn't part of the extended universe. Well, what's the point then? Exactly. And if it is standalone, then you've just admit that you've just admitted that Ben Affleck is going to be leaving the movie because if it's a standalone and it's nothing to do with any of these other they're, films, they're, they're not re- going to have the same person playing Batman because we've just established they're recasting everybody. Correct. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. If, Wowzers! If, what if, a mess! If you were like a business chap. And you've if just he got was like a business chap. No, if you were like a you know corporate business person, it means sorry, a sorry. real one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were working for Warner, Time yeah. Warner, and like you know you don't really know comics, mm. so you turn around and go, give me, give me a Batman comic that is the best Batman comic. And obviously you've told everyone that you like Batman because Batman makes loads of money, so you want the Batman gig. So you turn around and you say, tell me, a, tell me a brilliant Batman comic. Most people are going to say Killing Joke. Which is, mm. you know, so you read Killing Joke and then you assume that Batman is Killing Joke. But again, can I just say this? You see Killing Joke, you enjoy Killing Joke. Killing Joke was a seismic uh, uh, story because there was history. Exactly. Point, yeah. It, it, you, you know, what you should mm. do is, whereas with Marvel, yeah. I, I know this for a fact, what happened yeah. was people went, recommend me some Marvel comics. And they went, here is the Marvel, um, mm. here's the Marvel encyclopedia, yeah. here's the Marvel guide, here's the first issue bunch of issues of of iron man mm. and all the rest of it and it's got that kirby artwork and yeah, it's got that yeah. surrealism to it yeah. and you, you know you read that on the toilet and you're away you know yeah of course Where, whereas if you if your introduction to superman is red sun if your introduction to batman is the dark knight 
your scuppered. I know. You, you, you know there's no joy. Well, that's the problem with this. And and to me, that people when are going to the mainstream people are. are Sort of, they don't have an in-depth knowledge of what these characters are like, but they have an idea. They certainly do have an idea what they're like. They have an idea of of Superman, Batman. They have an idea, of the, and they're going to see films where these characters are are not the characters that they thought they were going to see a film about. And the only reason they've got away with it with Wonder Woman is because, other than the TV series. She's not as well, quite as well known, whereas Superman and Batman and Spider Man and all that, and that was it. But even then, people who have even vaguely watched that show or whatever, the the there's some bits in again in Wonder Woman where they did, they didn't get it, they didn't get it at all. I mean, the end of it, that battle again, it was too, again too dark, too depressing, too 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 messy. Yeah. Too messy. And just a rehash of what we've seen before. Yeah, I know. And and it isn't what everybody says. I mean, it's gobsmacking when I see intelligent people bigging that film up to this level that it's been bigged up at. And it's so depressing. It's so average. We've got a few more on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Chris again. Uh, Post Flashpoint, the DC cinematic verse, as we know it, will be all over and the approach instead will resemble the animated out- output. Yeah, but it will. I I agree, and then it'll be worth watching. Yeah, that's but right. but do you know what? What have we wasted all this time on then? Exactly. Yeah, it is all a waste of time. Throw your DVDs away, folks. Uh, Tariq, our wonderful good friend, uh, mm-hmm. also says the problem is Snyder, and to a degree, Jeff Johns. They see the uh, the deconstructed superheroes of Watchmen identity crisis as the ideal. Is well, Jeff Johns? Is Jeff Johns the one who complained and did uh, what? What's wrong with truth, justice, in the American way? Is that Jeff Johns? Why had a massive pop at the authority, so he created a whole bunch of characters that looked a bit like the authority, so Superman could beat them up. I can't remember now. He's said a lot of stuff. That guy. I mean, there's sometimes where you listen to what he's got to say, and you go, "Yeah, he's got a point. He understands what he's talking about." And then there's other points where he he talks sort of crap, you know. And when he was drafted in to save it, he's done. He hasn't saved it. All he's done is he's arrested some of the problems. But again, the Snyder, they weren't in any rush he's, for him to come put, back. He's put a sticker over the top of it, but it's still hemorrhaging. Yeah, I know it is. I mean, I've got an interesting uh, emails just come through off Polly, and he's saying, uh, "Evening, chaps." What was that news in the week? The Joker, an origin movie, an origin movie for a character who's so appealing and fascinating because he doesn't really have an origin. And that is true. That's yeah. that's the best part about that character. Yeah, dead good idea. Tidy one, Warner Brothers. Top banana ideal. And, and while I was rather happy at hearing there would be no Jared Leto in this film, that I have no need to see it then got even more muddled with news that Leto would carry on as, yeah, like I was saying before, Suicide Squad 2, Gotham City Sirens. Even though the whole 80s set origin itself is pointless, you'd think that maybe someone, maybe one slightly shit idea would be would be to be daring enough to try positioning it as an Elseworlds sort of affair. And if anybody who's listening don't know what that is, they were imaginary stories. They were they were used to be called DC imaginary stories. Every now and again, they'd be like, "What if Superman married Lois Lane?" They're, they're versions of what? Yeah, if. yeah. And Marvel came after them. I mean, really? DC yeah. started doing them in the fifties. I just um, the they did DC did them because 
they 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 got great sales. I think they did one of them, and they got amazing sales. Whenever they put a, a cover that had some crazy thing going on, like oh, what if Lois Lane was Superman or some, you know, and um, there'd be some crazy switch of the of the norm on the cover, which then they'd just be a dream at the end. And they did yeah, yeah. that. It was only a dream, literally, did it? And then they decided to start calling them Elseworlds. I mean, technically, the Dark Knight Returns is an Elseworlds. The, the, a lot of them are Elseworlds, but the DC Marvel caught on in the 70s and they did the first ever was um, What If, it, and it, What If number one was What If Spider-Man had joined the Fantastic Four. So it was a case of Spider-Man in the first issue of Spider-Man, he goes to Fantastic Four and goes, yeah. oh, can I have a job? And they go, well, we, do, we, just get, we don't get paid. We're just doing this to help people. And he goes, oh, crap, I've still got to carry on trying to get some money. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't join in what if he does join and then it turns out he causes that much friction in that that um sue richards leaves and divorces mr fantastic so they end up the fantastic four anyway but he's lost his wife yeah that's Which, depressing but that's marvel but didn't he join oh, yeah, fantastic yeah. four later on anyway uh he did in one they had one brief period where there was a new fantastic four taking the place of doesn't a, she hulk yeah. fill in for ben sue Grimm. no it, it's sue or is it Ben Grimm? Ben Grimm. He, leave, he stays behind on the Secret War world after a Secret War story. Um, and he's and she was very successful, by the way. Nobody missed Ben Grimm. Uh, they, they missed the clobbering time and all the little tropes, but they didn't They didn't miss him. I, I you know. loved the entire run of... There's so many different takes when every time they do She-Hulk, mm. it's so much fun. Oh, it's good. Well, I, she's just a pure feral Hulk now. Um, they've she's uh, she got killed in C- C- Civil War Two was the shittest story that Marvel has done since the the redoing of C- of Secret War. So maybe you can see a little pattern emerging yeah. here. Secret War they redid um, two years ago, dreadful, almost unreadable. It was boring. It didn't make much sense. It was just crap. And then you add again. They've redone it. Civil War Two. It's a shitty story going. You've actually taken a character that that people like uh, the new Captain Marvel, uh, uh, Carol Danvers, and turned it into, into a complete jackass in in this as well. You you ruined a lot of stuff. But I bet it finished the end of his uh, email. Yeah. Then he's saying that um, if it was an Elseworlds sort of affair, he'd. Um, It'd be as appealing as taking a handkerchief from someone who's come out of a CD adult theatre, cough, Martin, cough. So, <laughs> so, yeah, boss man, go well with your thoughts on a film that nobody needs, nobody wants, and is another nail in the coffin of the DCEU that will prove as awkward as watching as an old episode of Top of the Pops where Savile's surrounded by impressionable teens. Enjoying, <laughs> enjoying the show so far, although it sounds far more sober than normal. I hope there's at least a, a few more strong tipples supplied in order to fully express Mike's opinions on this bollocks Joker idea. No, you don't. I, do you know what? I don't even need that much. I, I really, really am sick of people taking advantage of our interest in a hobby to make money yeah. the, the, the fact that we're film fans and we like the more fantastical end of the film market and um, um, we're into comic books. We, I don't mind. Marvel are taking advantage of us. Of course they are. They're making movies to make money. They're not but making movies so that our financial at least they're benefits. They're delivering covered. something that we're enjoying. Correct. There's a product there. And you there's can never got joy in them. Yeah. I mean, this this one. And I've got to say, the Jared Leto. I've, I've heard some people they they quite liked his interpretation. I just thought he was a punk. 
I just thought he was, he was the Joker. Uh, that if I'm, the real Joker turned up, he'd just slap him. I'm surprised he's agreed to do more because he got. Totally uh, he, shafted, he ended up on the cutting room floor, and yeah. no one was in, and and that's it. Now you, I don't know. I I have no idea if you. Um, I don't know. I just I just do not know. I'll be honest. If I'm, if you tell me, is. Is there anything beneficial from his performance? Did he bring anything to it? Did did if we'd have seen the the whole of the Suicide Squad with all his extra bits, which we haven't seen, no. um, would we have appreciated this nuanced performance? Well, you've got to get past the tats first. Yeah, uh, which he'd have just carved in his skin if he was the the, the if it was that psychotic. Yeah. yeah, and you've got to get past them teeth. As an idea, let's take the Joker and turn him into a modern street villain. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Mm. The direction they took it in, well, it was it was a whole bunch of people who didn't know what they were talking about, yeah. creating something that then didn't work. It It's almost like they wanted to put him in a shell suit. And what's with a Jimmy Cagney impersonation? Not that anybody who went to see that film was old enough to have even seen White Heat or anything. Well, they have to be it, old enough to don't show them was, films nowadays. It was absolutely identical. I'm not joking. You watch some scenes in my ear and all this. He was just weird. I'm sure the it? kids that are uh, cosplaying him are not getting the reference. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. It's just fucking nutcase. So I'm reminded of a, a scene that I saw, like, so we're wandering past from a Birmingham Comic Con, and there's the Joker, someone cosplayed as the Joker, yeah, having just split up with his girlfriend, who is Holly Quinn. Yeah, and then you've got like Nightwing with his shoulder over the Joker, the like the Joker's like oh, crying into his tea, uh, whilst you've got a whole bunch of like. Of a lasses, like congratulating See, this Harley. Is, that's, that's the photo I would want. This is where cosplay pays dividends, isn't it? Where yeah. you get you get when situations cosplay goes like wrong. This. Well, you know, it's funny though, isn't it? It's it, funny. I, I might I might have told you this story before, but I've not told it on the radio. But sci-fi scarves were sitting in a uh, in a Mexican place, and like. I saw some guys come in as Deadpool and I was like, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. And they sit down and the waitress goes over and she's dressed as an American waitress because it's that sort of bar. And they go, and uh, and she's like, what are you having, lads? And they go, chimichangas! And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of chimichangas. And they're like, what? It's like, those guys had the last and there was another four Deadpools. Yeah. <laughs> tucking into chimichangas. Oh, good God. Good God. I mean, it it, it, it's funny. And it's equally, quite tragic. It's very tragic. <laughs> it's yeah, very there's tragic. a side to it, and they that the, that's like yeah. They they they're the first people who thought of that, except there was yeah. and the ones before. I know, yeah. <laughs> and they all do it. They all do it. It's like you know, it's it's just so frustrating, isn't it? But what do you do? Well, we've got another movie though. We've we've got got to take a quick break now. But there is actually, I mean that that though. I've got to say. Yeah, that Joker origin story. I was hoping it's another... It, it may... I mean, it looks like it's been greenlit. That, so it's it's gone beyond the rumour stage. Well, they, they, I was just going through some of the releases earlier on for next year. Yeah. There's still an untitled DC film yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah. That's in, not going to happen. The entire point of the Joker is you ask him, one of the things about the Joker is you say, how did he get this way? And he lies. And then he lies again. Yeah. That's the gag. Yeah, He's, yeah. A, the and, th- and that's actually what Gotham did so well. Mm. The TV series. I know you haven't seen it. No, you should, no. You should do. Mm. Uh, because they kept teasing mm. who was going to be a Joker. 
Yeah. And when they brought someone who was literally, you thought that's yeah. going to be the Joker, they killed him. Yeah. Brilliant. But you see, that, that's the thing. I, I, I got cameoed out, so I need to yeah, go and but, watch but it again. Yeah. Get them first few episodes and yeah. just jump in it halfway through. Christ, it's not very good, though, is it? You know what? Half a season. Some people don't even get half a season. That's 13 wasted episodes but, of a show before you get to anything worth watching. See, ironically. Fucking hell, what's that? What, I wish I could do that for a living. Can I just put, tw- if I put 12 shit cop issues of the magazine out, uh, I don't think again. that'd work. Oh, dear <laughs> me, dear me. But uh, Gotham actually is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD, season uh, three. Okay. Channel 5, I haven't even shown it yet. It's not been out over it. No one's shown it over it. Why is that? I don't know. But it's going to be on Netflix after oh. the DVDs come out. Oh, that's But it's good. worth watching. It's it, well worth catching up on. Well, we're going to get on to the next uh, rumoured movie. Um, right after this quick break and this, this the, if you think that the idea of this Joker origin story was bad uh, wait wait till you get to hear what uh, and I know it's 90% bullshit this but the, the fact it's doing the rounds and that Disney aren't even denying it well let's see what the next crap movie is Introducing Tyler Gary The Future Boys A new science fiction audio sitcom Well this is awkward Tyler and Gary return And they've got their ship back The Pilgrim It's here Parked on the edge of town Ready for its rightful owners To take the helm And venture forth Into pastures new If you play with my balls (laughs) That wasn't the deal Sheringham Shit, sorry, I mean, that's the deal if you play ball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Download episodes one and two now for free on iTunes. That's more like it. Awesome! Visit thefutureboys.co.uk for more delicious details. Satan's Hollow. Manchester's premier rock and live music venue contained within a horror movie-themed set that is literally hell on earth. 101 Princess Street, Manchester. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. This is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Stabbers Radio at Fab Radio International. So, what's Twitter been doing? Let's have a looky. I know uh, you never they've know, been talking you? amongst each other, really. Have they? Yeah. Holly, Chris, uh, just all there. Tariq's getting there. Oh, Tariq actually saying about she, She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk's fab. John Byrne's take on the character in Fantastic Four. The best. And her own series was wonderful. The way she broke the fourth wall the, was, was wonderful. Which he actually does say, pre-Deadpool self-awareness as well. It was way before. Doesn't she spend an entire issue skipping the rope so quickly that the entire the entire thing is white it's because yeah. David Byrne couldn't be bothered to draw it was about two or three pages that and and the and the, one of the last issues they're talking about um, when John Byrne was giving up they did an audition for who was going to take over and they did different versions of her and they got different artists in and the adder is wearing skimpy bikinis and all that and she's going you know there's girls reading this as well and they'd like some a bit less obvious guys you know and she's bollocking the writers for being sexist it's just great it's it was a great comic book you know i would watch that netflix show i would watch she hulk attorney at law and off she goes and she's you know thumping thumping villains whilst taking them to court 
Absolutely, sign me up. Well, it was great. And like I say, now what's happened is because they, I guess they decided, oh, let's do a, uh, let's shake it up a bit and give you a version of the character that you won't like because that's always uh, good, isn't it? Yeah, it's true though, isn't it? They did, sometimes they just do something a bit shit just so that it breaks the momentum up, the monotony up, and then you are just really relieved when you get the character back. And this is what they smacks off. They basically had her in a coma at the end of, uh, at, by the time that Civil War two story's out. So She-Hulk was, like, in a coma. She came round, and it's not explained why, but now she turns into a different type of Hulk now. Instead of, because she was just about seven foot tall green but in proportion yeah she was an amazon yeah uh very very attractively drawn and all the rest but now the, but as you know the hulk has very exaggerated limbs and exaggerated oh, yeah, muscles totally and yeah now her hulk now she's gray like the old gray hulk mm. and she's got all them exaggerated arms and legs and that and she's savage she's like a, a hulk she hulk smash sort of hulk now so um it's slightly less interesting that isn't it you know yeah. i liked Let's superior spider-man when they did superior spider-man sometimes that they was could... a great idea yeah uh, do, do, tell tell martin does he know i, I remember it but i never really read it so dr octopus mm. uh, spider-man's nemesis yes dying of of like you know i do cancer. remember this because i did i did buy them issues where he died so and then off peter parker goes off to like you know pays off regards because he's a nice bloke body swaps yeah mind swaps now, yeah. and then you've got dr octopus in the body of spider-man um and he's trying to be a good guy but he's basically a bellend so it all goes wrong and it's a brilliant set of stories and it it's about Peter Parker's identity and what Spider-Man is, and it's also, you know, it's a, the classic villain redemption back to villainy story. I've just totally forgotten about that one, yeah. It's cracking, but sometimes they do an experiment, and it's brilliant. Like like when they changed four, that was great. I think maybe, maybe you know, the, the other four stories, not so good, but there we go. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it's rubbish, but that's, that's what mm-hmm. comics are for. It's always going to, you know, it's always going to return back to the stuff that works after a while. Yeah. Absolutely. No. No, it's, it's right. It always does in that reset button. Sometimes it can be a long, long, long time. And then you, you sometimes you're absolutely gobsmacked because you know it happens that quick that you go, why have you even bothered doing it? I'll be, you remember they did uh, they had Captain America turned into an old man, yes, yeah. the Soldier Serum wore off, but that God, God, it was about six issues or something like that. And then next minute he meets a girl who who is the part of the Cosmic Cube, and and she turns him back, at, but at the same time she turned him back into uh, a norm, a, a younger version of himself. He, uh, it turns out that she turned him into an agent of Hydra. She Whoa. altered reality and that he'd always been an agent of Hydra. What a hey, hey. Bring back Captain Midlands. That's what I say. Yeah. Shall we it's... ever change the subject? So have you got an email first? No, I'm all good. I'm all no. good. I'd yeah. like to hear some. So I'd like to hear some. T- we've got Ed on, and we we might as well pick his brains for well, some of this stuff. We'll do that. That in he sec- likes. Well, we'll do that in a second. We've just mm-hmm. got this one thing, and we don't want to go on too long about this because it will go on too long. Yep. Uh, Alan Antimatter. Oh, who, yes. Who we know he's David Geldard. Anyway, uh, on Twitter. Yes. Uh, has just said three words Bradley, Philippine. I'm not going to say that word, David. Walsh. Okay, here's the thing. This kicked off almost immediately. And I get, I get it, I get it. 
and I don't, I don't, I get it, and I don't get it. It's it, one of these things. Is I wasn't very happy when I heard that Catherine Tate absolutely had, had I done said it, this, yeah. and 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 really, you know, this has got to be something similar to that. And she turned out to be fantastic. But I, I do same with Billy Piper. I mean, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. They're trying to shake it up. We don't know that he's absolutely going to be the main companion. He, he might, might be a one-off. Just, he might be the father of the companion. You don't know. But I mean, she uh, uh, knocking around in the TARDIS with a companion that's old enough to be her dad is is a very different dynamic than than what we've had. I mean, because you've never you'd never had a uh, say David Tennant, for example, knocking round in the TARDIS with a woman old enough to be his mother. No. You know, like a seventy year old or something. You know, it, it'd be um, it'd be a bit odd, and I don't know why. I'm probably not explaining it that well, but it does seem to be an odd dynamic. So it might turn out that he's just the dad, and he might not. I don't yeah, know. But you don't know, do you? As long as they're not just doing it to be different. Well, I, I mean, the whole thing, the, all of this, you know my thoughts on it. Everyone, the, the argument over Earth, oh, Jesus Christ, I lost the will to live watching everybody kicking off over that. And then the 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 truth of the situation is, she'll either be good or not, it'll either be plausible or not, but... It's all about whether it's well written. But it is a gimmick. It's a gimmick to get people to watch the show. And it is a gimmick. Now, it doesn't matter whether it's a gimmick that, that that's well-founded. It's all about its execution. There you go. Fans go crazy when their show gets cancelled. Doctor Who fans are completely crazy because their show gets cancelled all the time. Mm-hmm. It gets cancelled and rebooted and cancelled and rebooted. And as as for this the new... nature of the beast. It's a very different show when, when you lose a, a showrunner and a, the actor. And Chibnall's got a different approach. He's going to go. He's not going to do the RTD show and thing. He's apparently going to do a writers' room, which is more more traditional. That'd be great. Uh, I, to be honest, when it comes to Walsh, it could be another Catherine Tate. It could be amazing. It could but be he's rubbish. He's a really good actor when you see him acting seriously. Uh, people, you know, people said the same thing. People were concerned about Billy Piper when Catherine Tate came along. I'd already seen her at the RSC, and I was like, I know she can act. Mm. It's the same when people have a go at Miranda Hart, and they're like, well, she's. A rather trained actress. Some I mean, she's not funny. Yeah, but she's a better actress than she is. He's changing though, doesn't he? I mean, the guy go. The guy starts out and he's stand-up comedian. Then you hear he's got a part on Coronation Street, and you go, "Oh, he's stand-up comedian. What's he doing on there? Playing one of the Baldwins as well, you know? Oh, right. Then next minute he's left there, and then he's doing game shows. You go, "What's he doing game shows? God, he crazy." Did, he did Law and Order UK, which is a great. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's a good actor. He doesn't. He's not somebody I like. I don't think he's a it good actor. It wouldn't be my go-to thing, but so, once you get beyond that, you know, old yeah. comedian quiz show host, mm. you know, it's, like everything, you've got to suspend the disbelief. Yeah. What would irk me is if he was like your stereotypical rubbish male, like yeah. you're like you kind of your clown. If he's put in as comic, comedic relief, then it's wrong. Yeah, it would it would be boring because then it's like that's that's not. That's not fighting the patriarchy. That's not balancing anything. What do you mean, like, um, what's it, record breakers? Roy Castle. Yeah. In that, in that movie where he's opening the doors and these back projected Romans charging towards the TARDIS and, ooh, <laughs> help me, Doctor. He, he did Amicus films as well. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, he was in uh, Dr. Terrors, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Good it, film. That's it. With Alan Freeman. Yeah. Blimey. Not off. Good grief. Is it Creepshow that's got. 
um, Leslie Nielsen in a yeah. serious role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, it just doesn't work. Because it, he was a serious actor. He and, was. And people forget that. He's the lead of Forbidden Planet. I mean, he's, you know, he's the main guy in Forbidden Planet. Yeah, the, he, was, he, was, he was an amazingly serious guy. He did mm. one of the uh, airport films. Mm. Mm. Uh, before Airplane and before all that Can't, stuff. Uh, he just got to a point where, I mean, there was no hope for that poor guy when he was doing that Exorcist movie. Well, At that no, point, he'd reached the... When he started carrying yeah. around a machine that did farty noises just to do during interviews, then there's no going back. Oh, he didn't, did he? he? Did. did he? Oh, that's terrible. Things may change now, but uh, I've been very happy with my life up to this point. And doesn't make The fame difference. is not going to change. You're not going to turn it into... And to pompous old Leslie Nielsen, are you? Well, I have to watch my image. I think of it's course. very important, you know. I mean, I'm always associated with being, a, you know, a man who has a background and education, and I'm well-mannered, and, you know, I have to protect protect that image. When I'm <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> Shit, that's bad. That's really bad. And I really liked him and all. Yeah. Oh, well. Right, so we get... He the, got to do nude scenes with Priscilla Presley. He didn't, it no wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad, was it? But one last week. Wait, I think we better move before before we get onto this. A quick. Uh, so I tell you what, we'll do the the, the what I was going to go into the jab of the hut movie. We'll yeah, do yeah, after yeah. Ed's talked about his experiences, yes. and we're not talking about his sexual experiences. Because we'll be here all night. Yeah, we couldn't fit the them one. all in, man. Don't have enough time for that. So did Royal Oaks before he got married. This guy yeah. can't, go, can't get into all that. Well, Anne might be listening upstairs. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. She, yeah. she knows all of it. We've, we've exchanged notes. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, blimey! Any, anywho. So you were going to ask me? Were you going to ask me about Worldcon online modes or? What? Well, you tell me your Worldcon experiences. So I was at Worldcon just the weekend gone. Yeah. Um, where, so where was that? That was in Helsinki. Mm. So. Um, nice. Worldcon 75 was in Helsinki. Um, to explain Worldcon, Worldcon's been around since 1939. It's the oldest science fiction convention. Uh, the Hugo Awards are the oldest science fiction awards. They've got the Guinness Records plaque. Uh, it's totally official. Uh, the only thing that stopped Worldcon from happening was the Second World War, and not for long. They kind of, you know, when as soon as as soon as it was a bit okay, they went back into it, and it's gone from having two hundred members to ten thousand members, um, and it's a huge affair. And the core of it is fat Americans, bless them, um, who've been fans since forever, and it's kind of it's very democratically done, but this one in Finland the Finns wanted to make the point that it's a world con, it's an international thing so about 80% of world cons have happened in North America the rest of them have happened in the rest of the world this is the first time it happened in Finland and the entire ceremony the opening ceremony was like this is Finland, you're in Finland now we are international. Did this do is the Monty Python song. Oh, they had shamans. <laughs> they, they had shamans and moose and like I think I might have married a bear. It was you know it was nuts, man. It's and... no good talking about Anne like that. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you know I had already married Anne, so I, it was almost <laughs> it was almost begging me. <gasps> begging me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So you had that plan. Didn't you? Yeah, I had that. Totally had that plan, <laughs> but. It's one of the things, because George Orwell Martin's been going for years and years, and we interviewed him for the magazine, we interviewed him at the one that was in London as well a few years ago, and people are like, well, how do you find, you know, surely George Orwell Martin gets 
pestered at these things. It's like not at Worldcon for two reasons. One, he's been going since he was a child, so they know him, he's a known face. And two, everyone looks like George Orwell Martin there. They're all like white beards and like glasses and Christmas suspenders. Hats. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a loads of them. You can like, there was a guy with a ribbon um, which said, I am not George Orwell Martin and that sort of thing. But that might have actually been George. It, it might have been a ruse. It might have been a cunning ruse. But like pretty much you can go to panels and go to talks and you can, you know, there's a version of Just a Minute with some authors and there's podcasts going on. They had a Tea and Jeopardy episode with George Orwell Martin where she just didn't ask him any questions about any of his work at all and just did this. Oh. Mike, Mike. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, carry on, carry on. Sorry, sorry, man. So I knew that was coming, but yeah, it was it was great. I I talked to lots of writers. It's a big book convention. It's the birth of cosplay. Cosplay was apparently invented there, and all the rest of it. So it's like it's, they're very much I'm like. I'm sure them kids won't ever believe that. Uh, Those kids dressing up as Harley Quinn won't believe. They're going to have to prove that though. Yeah. Get in the Guinness Book of Records or something. Well, this is it—the early photos of young ladies dressed as Vampirella. Is that the, that the, Yeah, I remember seeing them. Uh, uh, Heidi, can't remember her surname now, but Heidi, what's was her it? Face? Was it Furry Ackerman or, or somebody? Was very, very lusting over them. Yeah, and getting it, very it's, excited. It's quite by, dodgy when you look back at it now. Getting very excited about pictures of, and she's not got a lot on, and she's about fifteen, dressed as Vampirella. Yeah, yeah. but this is like the nineteen. 50s world comes yeah, and, yeah. and again but it's it, but it's the, the birth of cosplay and it's where a lot of the dialogue about hang on maybe we should have some better rules here and you know because of course it's which, got to start somewhere which which brings us to to nine worlds so nine worlds was the weekend before and i didn't go because i was going to finland i yeah. was going to be absolutely absolutely sensible and you can't do everything um, but I've been to Nine Worlds several times, and it is a great convention. But Nine Worlds is the same sort of thing. So you've got lots of authors, lots of experts, lots of people talking about stuff that they love, and you all gather into a room and a bunch of people talk for a bit. And then, it's any, then there's any questions, and there's quiz shows and parties which, and which signings sounds, and that sounds sort of thing. all great, and like uh, everything would all be happy with. But then there's these rules. So all conventions have to have rules. Well, you think. For safety. Have I've rules. never been aware of anyone I've been to. Like, I've never had a big anything there. They don't get anything forced down the throat at the ones we go to. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. That's not a pink flute moment. No. But, <laughs> so there was a Blimey. problem with American conventions where they had to put up signs saying cosplayers not con- consent. Which is because of. Sense. And, and I'm, I'm totally behind that. But, yeah. Because of idiot pervs, basically. Yeah. Like, going, oh, she's not dressing well. He oh, or she right, is not yeah. dressed well. Oh, I'll, 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 I can have a grope. I can have a grope. And then, obviously... And oddly enough, with Helsinki, they just, there was a little thing in the programme that says, Finnish law says if you do any of this, it's assault. So, mm. you know, yeah. it's, it's the law sort of thing. Mm. But Nine Worlds is desperate to make us... I think the what you're driving at is the rules like um, the gender badges and this sort of thing. They're desperate, absolutely. It, it just seems so needy of, of everything. And it's... And I'll let you explain a bit, little bit more in a minute, but my, my theory and my point behind it is it seems to be breeding an offence with people just for the sake of being offended. Where, where you know, you can't... You've got to be very careful what you say. You know, on air, we never, we never are. 
but it just it's this you know because everybody's got a right to be offended yeah doesn't mean you're right yeah uh, but these people believe because they're offended everything should stop and everything should change so they had a panel uh, at the nine worlds that I wasn't at where apparently and the panel was about non-neurotypical people and so there were four people with you know on a different sort of spectrum who fought a different way who were like you know non-standard mindsets shall yeah. we say and one of them came out and said something and basically said well biologically they're only two genders this caused a bit of a riot I did I saw that on Twitter at nine volts and also caused a bit of a logic jam because on the one hand this is a person who is admitted that they're not very socially adept. On the other hand, their their core principles are like, well, no, we should accept any gender that anyone identifies with. And the thing with Nine Worlds, to explain Nine Worlds, Nine Worlds is a big geek fest, it's a big geek convention, and what it does is it bends over backwards in an almost cosmic yoga-style way to be, to be accepting of everyone. Yeah. And by doing that... And you're not the only person to say so. There's people who've gone to these conventions who've been to... I've been to lots of events, and I, I'll just get on with anyone because, you know, I'm an idiot. But friends of mine have gone to an event with me, and they're like, I don't feel accepted here because, you know, they're, they're my people and they're, they're, they're nerds. But I feel like if I took a, took a photo of someone and they complained, I'd get kicked out. Or if I if I called someone a he and they identified as a she and I didn't see their badge or I didn't see their little symbol that said that please don't talk to me or any of that, that I'd cause offence. And by setting it up, by trying to desperately trying to make space safe for everyone, they make safe space for a few people but not everyone. I don't think I can handle this uh, don't speak to me badge thing. That's the way I, I, I feel. I thought that was just life. a normal way of life for me. Right. That, right. I walk around and expect look, people not to speak. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you, you got to look at this right? You go. You. You've been. You. You've. There's people there with badges on that say, "Don't speak to me." Okay. What have they attended? They've attended something that's called a convention. A social what, occasion. Yeah. Yeah. The word is derivative, obviously, of convene. Yeah. Convene. Why would you want to convene? with people and not interact it, it sounds quite odd to me as i understand it their point is and you'll note that i'm not entirely defending or oh or no i get you just and, and we're not uh, condemning we're just questioning uh, as i understand it you're the sort of say you're the sort of person who needs to wear a badge that says i go into a panic attack if people, strangers talk to me could you avoid talking to me and then maybe i'll take my badge off later when i'm feeling more confident and it's like what Nine Worlds has oh, tried to do God, is give yeah. training wheels to people who this is like this is a big step for them. But, this but is important. By doing, Jesus by doing Christ, it that maybe way, they need a psychiatrist to it. And yeah. actually, I would say that would make me feel well because I'm, I'm a bit awkward in social situations. I'm not very good with it, you know. And you know, especially with new people and things like that. And if I had that badge, I would feel hell of a lot more self-conscious about it. I think over the years, it's so the first it's year, weird. the first year they went full on. And over the years I've seen the convention, it's sort of settled down, and they've sort of gotten a groove to it. And I think it's it, it's an interesting comparison. Nine Worlds is an event that's five years old. Worldcon is an event that's seventy-five years old. I can, you know, it's like putting on an old pair of shoes. I can just chill and have fun. Same with Eastercon. Nine Worlds doesn't know what it is yet, 
but then it's it's like the teenager of of these events. You well, know, can you can you not see how it's breeding people just who go just to be offended? Oh yeah, but that's that's Tumblr. That's the internet. That's you know, which I'm sure you don't get a world cup. Oh, you, you, yes, you do. There's you get people who are being dicks to be dicks. But you that's a different thing. But you don't you don't get them in the same way. I know what you're saying. It's not the same sort of a thing. But, but they are going just to look for something that 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 isn't going to be you know right. You know, whether it's a, a dot on the wrong finger, you know, someone said he when they should have said she or, or mm. you know, non non whatever. I think I I think I'm quite happy with whatever what are people to do. But you know, I think the thing have to put it down. I think the thing with Nine, I think the thing with Nine Worlds is it's trying to find the perfect spot where you can where you can have people who have certain sorts of self consciousness going on and you can accommodate them, but at the same time other people can have fun and it's kind of I think it's a I think it's very self conscious and it still doesn't really have an identity. But that that said I go to Nine Worlds and I see on the Twitter as people going, "Oh, it's the best event ever! I found my tribe," and I'm sitting there going, well, "I didn't find my tribe there, but I, you know, I met a man who who self-identified as an elf and he talked to me about Tolkien for an hour, and that was fascinating." And you know, I mean, yeah, met, uh, yeah, that's true. I met another man who who, okay. who told me he was an ex Canadian mounted police. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we know who I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> so there's a mental image I, I yeah. never need, but yeah, it's it's I, I think. Globally, conventions or some conventions are finding themselves, and I think the thing that the internet's done is it's created the the word geek has become a, a safe place for some people, and it's still trying to find its kind of connection to the world. That's where I've always started. You see, it's why I've you know even before being part of this this wonderful organisation, I always loved Fab because it was a safe place. You know, you never felt like you were going to get picked on because you had a. A forbidden planet bag, or you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't. And, and if people were, if people were getting out of order. <laughs> somebody, I mean, no matter what, if you got to, uh, especially when it comes to safety for your, um, younger girls, the, uh, the the aggressive approaches from guys in a bar is, is always well, not very good. Even even guys, you know, you get aggressive. Oh, you do, you do, you do. You've spilt the pint. You know. Of course, you do. You, you get you get it that, all no. over, but yeah. you don't. The, but, the, what you do get is the there. It's that. It's that abnormal that it gets. It's it's almost got a spotlight on it when it happens, and then people come over and people will intervene if someone's getting in trouble yeah, in absolutely, there. Absolutely, yeah. and um, and I like that. I just don't. I don't but, think. But by wrapping it all in cotton wool, like this seems to do, it's it's becoming. Well, it's sanitizing my, it. Yeah. It's sanitizing it to the point where where it's an anodyne experience. My my concern is more that by doing it that way, you can create a clique. And you can create a specific clique that bullies bullies other people who were not who are not just there to have a good time as well, and, and trying to specifically create micro cliques. And that is my concern with that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, certainly, other other geeky spheres that I've been in, I've seen them ruined by you know the a certain a certain mindset of people who are desperate to try kind of. You know, you essentially control, and they're, they're, they're people who want to take control of a group, and yeah. they basically go, "You're not we," because you think this, and it's like, "Oh no, hang on, I'm accepting of all." Oh, part of this this yeah. wonderful thing that we we all celebrate with the magazine, with the show, with with Fab, with everything, 
is we celebrate that people have got things they're interested in. We're not, mm. We might not like what they're interested in, but we, we don't. But here's the thing with Nine Unless World. it's Batman versus Superman. Here's yeah. the thing with Nine Worlds that I've observed, because we were talking about all the interesting rules and all the interesting things. I think this is a fairly good way of wrapping up as well, is that the people from EasterCon and from Worldcon and all the rest of it, they just they were like, well, this doesn't quite work. I'll volunteer. Because you'll always find volunteers in Geek Cycles. You'll always find people willing to help. And they volunteered. And the atmosphere is changing. And the vibe is changing. And it, the Nine Worlds, as I understand it, is changing as other people have gone, well, you're not quite there or you're not quite, you're not quite healthy. Mm, mm. So people have pitched in because that's all, that's the community. That's what the community is. Well, like. that, that's that's admirable, and yeah. that's that's the way yeah. it should be. Yeah. And I can I, I guess that's maybe in five years because I don't think animals is going anywhere. But I suspect that it's going to somehow hybridize. It's willing to make efforts for everyone with uh, an accessibility that it lacks at the moment. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But it's interesting to see that cross pollination of. Of within the community, gosh, that's, that got terribly serious. We haven't no, made, no, no, but we haven't no, made it's a knob guy in ages. It's a serious. I mean, I've, no, I've never been. I didn't know all this went on. I yeah. had no I mean, idea. I, I've just, you know. I just know people as well as yourself who've been. And, uh, and Doctor Doctor Alton went. Yeah, well. that's that's it was Charlie Alton who, uh, who who was bringing this up, and, and I just thought it was rather bizarre. But I, I get stuff like the the gender badge. Because it's like I identify as a guy because I'm a guy. Um, I've that, always been a guy, but that's I'm, got very sanitised as well. well why it, can't so you just everything. ask and somebody just say, "Oh, if you've got the wrong end of the stick, go." Oh, you know I'm actually a guy. Whatever. Why don't you have that? That's sort of part of an icebreaker. Sometimes it's not meant to be awkward. I think. I think there's weird. Not meant to offend you. I, I think, I think no. there's people who are feeling a bit awkward. But mm, on the other hand, that. on the oh. other hand, if you want to, if you want to say, "Well, no, I'm all right. And you're all right. Everyone's all yeah. right." I'll just wear the badge because you know why not and oh it God. took me it took me a day to realise it's like because I was like well I've never thought about it oh, I should wear a badge so I wore the badge and it's got a nice logo and it's got a troll on yeah. it and it looks really cool yeah. so, oh you're a troll man yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and I identified I put the badge on and it was just like fucking hell I wish I'd have had one of these with my ex-wives <laughs> <laughs> that would have been freaking ideal that this, idea. This I, I didn't up, know you could get away with it this you know. is brought up a little bit on Twitter as well um Chris has just uh, said, I need that badge. I assume that's the one <laughs> oh, for adults are to be one. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, Good God. Tariq has said, my badges were better. Hashtag lame. <laughs> <laughs> Which, absolutely. Wow. That those badges are uh, pride of place in my house. Uh, and, now then, uh, now then. Yes. And, and Alan, antimatter, David Gale, down to our friends. Mm. Uh, walking into some cons is like walking into Moss Eisley Cantina, and I don't mean the cosplay. <laughs> I think well, we can uh, appreciate that one as well. Oh, we can very much so, seeing as we just did it. Bloody hell. Oh, Pop Mount, he's just, uh, Paul Mount, our head writer, hey, he's just emailed that? in, and he's gone, about Bradley Walsh, he's saying the BBC are saying nout. Probably enjoying the extra publicity, Absolutely. but I, yeah, totally I'm told by a fairly reliable source that the Bradley Walsh thing is a bit of mischief seeded by a well-known prankster in the Doctor Who fan world. However, don't shoot me if the BBC formally announced... Oh, you don't know. <laughs> uh, don't shoot me if the BBC formally announced Bradley Walsh as the new companion in the next few days. Who knows? Who knows? Get it? 
And we got another got one. Tap his oh dear me, David Lester. It says um, you are all wrong about Wonder Woman. It's the best at superhero movies. <laughs> That's from David Lester. Well, yes, David, it and you're is. and you're the worst at speaking fucking English. Oh, you can't say that. I just did. Right. Well, break. Um, let's have a quick break and then we'll be back about, and we can have a chat about Jabba the Hutt and he's uh, obviously the uh, the fact that we've missed the fact that he's uh, movie magic it's so scary we dare you to see the monsters crash the pajama party the first movie ever filmed in horror vision Hollywood's latest miracle you'll scream as fiendish movie monsters actually become alive then crash right out of the screen go into the audience and carry screaming girls from their seats right back into the picture to become part of the movie we warn you horror vision is not 3D the movie monsters become real flesh and blood be sure to see the monsters crash the pajama party in horror vision and color Want the latest news from the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment without journeying to the dark side? Catch the Starburst Radio Show every Wednesday on Fab Radio International at 9 p.m. Hosted by the editors of Starburst Magazine. I find their lack of decency and common sense disturbing. Starburst Radio. Your source for all of the latest celebrity pedophile convictions. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio. And welcome back to the final segment of Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. We always stay classy, don't we? We always do. So, what do we think about a a a movie for a giant slug that can't move and and um, and, you know what? and likes licking dancing twi'leks? And and Ula's uh, boobies, yeah. Uh, I think it'd work as long as it's that fat man who played him in the special edition. Oh God! Yeah, well, you can't have him. He's not canon anymore. Well, he's he's been. Well, he's so. been. Oh, is he dead and all? Oh, that's a bummer, isn't it? Oh, you could just cast somebody younger than him, couldn't you? Yeah, because he'll be younger. No, I mean, my God, at least it. Or is this young Jabber? Yeah, that that can be the title. Jabber the it. college, like like young Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> or Jabba. like Animal House, but with yeah. Jabber. Yeah, the I, I mean, I'd pay to see that. Yeah. We do know this. I wouldn't movie's, download it. This movie's never going to get made. It's nonsense. Uh, the fact that the internet's gone mad over it is is it's amusing. So highly amusing. Back when Star Wars was just you know back in the early days of Star Wars, um, there was a role playing game for for Star Wars that came out ten years after the movie, uh, actually nineteen eighty five, so eight years after the movie, and they created a lot of the background that became part of the expanded universe, which is now being used. Anyway. I... Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go on. So, they wrote the Huts as criminal gangsters, and they made a planet called Nostradar as the gangs of New York. Yeah. And that works if you're writing about it. Of course. It doesn't work if you're putting it on screen, because you've got these no. floating giant space slugs. Mm. But if you're creating a story for in a novel, and you've got these, like, you know, jetting giant space slugs, and yeah. they're sniping each other... That works. Well, this t- it's a dodgy, uh, dodgy character. The the the, hut, the whole huts thing, where I do like the fact that they're these scary gangster family. That that it's great. That's a nice twist on it. But there's been little bits like like the pilot of that um, Clone of, Wars. of the Clone Wars, which is a series that I absolutely frigging loved. Yeah, uh, but the pilot episode, yeah, the that the nephew wasn't it. 
And that was and that didn't work, did it? And and these times where the the hot family knowing they're out there and that that they I think it works because they're just sat pulling the strings from miles away with loads of it, money. He's a great that, peripheral you know, character. It's like you know, my god, that's the the Charlie. Yeah, who sends his angels off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never see him. It's like he's just there. It's... Yeah. If it was about, yeah. if you had that's like. It. If it was a, if it was the Godfather mm. essentially in space, and you had a bunch of bounty hunter assassins, as you were seeing between between the adverts. Yeah, yeah. If they did a bounty hunter film, that was brilliant. With with the huts as the kind of you know the Godfather style, as, as the ones they're 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 getting the bounty off. Yeah, that would work. Or Apocalypse Now, but with Jabba the Hut at the end. Well, we've we've just done that with apes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 it's just one of them where the the more of these, if they made every single one of these movies they're talking about, the Star Wars franchise will, will everybody will be so sick of it. You know, it, there needs to be less movies and more quality. Which and is the problem with these standalone films, yeah, are a Star Wars story, yeah, is the yeah. See, I'm, 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 I, I couldn't be more schizophrenic about the Last Jedi. I. I love the name. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that poster that came out, you know, yeah, with the yeah. two of them on it. It looks brilliant. It's exactly what I'd want. And I'm looking forward to it. I like, I obviously love the director they've got. I I love the castle of all that. I Oh, it just worries me that Mark Hamill's so upset about what they've done with his character. He's just he's he's not being pissy. He's saying, "Look, it's up to them, but I I wouldn't have done this." And it's it's like, God, how bad is this that that, that it's upsetting him this much? That's the only bit that I'm worried about. But I am looking forward to Maybe the last he's Jedi. Not the good guy that we think he's. Oh, come on. What are we doing now? We're tearing people down. No, tearing I'm, poor Marky. No, I'm being the character. Oh, right. Oh, well, that's bad. Maybe, oh, maybe That's not good, is it? Maybe what, there'll be a... Support- Luke Skywalker is a, is a bad maybe, guy. Maybe he gets that lightsaber off Ray and he goes... No. Puts it right through her. And she's not in there. I, I think they... I think it's this whole grey Jedi thing where yeah. I think that... He's instead of he's already done the Jedi Academy and then they're all dead and now there's, there's a different thing. But here's the thing: bit like this, this is uh, he's in the middle of failing. It's taking a long time. Trump University failed. Oh, that failed. Yeah, he had to pay out twenty two million though, didn't he? So, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm just saying that the with this thing with Mark Hamill, I I don't know. It's I always wanted as a kid, I wanted to see the new Jedi Order, though, and a new Jedi Academy and all the rest of it. And and it's one of these things, there's still elements of all this about Swiss cheese ma- trilogies again, where yeah, yeah. you were not seeing stuff not like seeing Bond the, the, movies. The of it all. Yeah, we're not. We're not seeing these glorious adventures and all the rest of it. And I'm hoping, obviously, Last Jedi will show you what happened with the Knights of Ren and all the rest of it, but... It's the Knights of Ren and the Fall and all that, all the stuff it's alluding to. I would have loved to have seen that as you know, the next movie. But the movie. Clone Wars you know. is the mystery of the original movies, and then we've had, we've yeah. had the Clone Wars. But Look, if they fill it in, then great. That's what that's, these standalone films should be. They should be mm. the, the Star Wars legends. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. what if Mark Hamill turns out to be like a proper bad guy, like the Joker? Mm. Oh, 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 it's, it's, it's a fun. That's one, a proper inside joke for people. But, but yeah, so so before we move on, we've got other big news. So just saying, I I don't think that movie's going to happen, and I don't think anybody does. No. But if it does, I 
I don't want the Boba Fett one either. Good God, I'm not even excited about the Han Solo one. It looks like they're on... Well, they've had to get rid of the guy who I really love, Michael K. Williams. He played um, Chalky in... um, in uh, and not the, uh, not the Nick, uh, Nick D- Jim Davidson Jim one. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he played, I'm not going to do uh, the impression. Russell. Yeah, he did. Uh, he played <laughs> a great role in Boardwalk Empire. He was amazing in The Wire, and he apparently added this character. That I think it was a, a cyborg or something, and he was he was great. But they've had to cut him because they're reshooting it because of the nature. Again, it sounds like they're reshooting it because it was a, a comedy almost. Yeah. And we were, they're we having to this make it more serious, you know. When I was going through the, the releases for next year, this is still down as, uh, is it May or June? And, and there's no way that's going to get released then. They're going to bump it to Christmas. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've just had an email that's just that, that's just that's just thrown me a little bit. I started reading that's it. disturbing. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll, re- I'll read this out. It's I'm I'm eighty percent certain this is a, a gag. The Canadian comments: I am so tired of the constant references to me. I, yes, I am that guy that drinks in the fab cafes who likes to dress as a Canadian Mountie. So what? My father was killed when he clashed with a moose during a holiday to Canada when I was six. I wear the outfit out of respect for the off-duty Mountie who witnessed this atrocity and pulled the antler from his gourd stomach, allowing him to say goodbye to his son. I'm sorry, my hat offends. Well, we'll get you a drink next time we see you. That has to be. That better be a gag, that. I want pictures of his godfather. Oh, dear, mate. Look, I just assumed that the guy didn't read. I wasn't sure he could read, never mind listen to radio, you know. Oh, God, I've sort of attacked him again there, haven't I? Is that from the Canadian or from the moose? Well, we don't know, do we? It says the Canadian. Well, no, he would have put the mountain because that's what he's known as. No, we've already got a Mountie. True, we don't want to get too confused. That's right. You see. Oh well, let's move. Let's move on to <laughs> someone who's having a worse week than us, Joss Whedon. Then. So they've shut down the website Whedonesque. Yeah. His his little fan fan platform. Do you not think that they they could have been a conversation prior to that happening? Maybe look at it and not just take the word of one person. He may be his wife, but there's no collaborative, uh, there's no corroboration there, and it's his word against hers. You say that, but within the fandom, there's been rumours that he's been a womanising Belen for years, and well, well, there's well, been people are like that. And then, and you get, you know, you talk to cast and crew when they're off the books, and one or two of them, you know. Y- have said things. I'm not going to name names, but a but bunch of people you, have said. Read magazines that have interviews from. Yeah, them, yeah. Fortune here, then you might be able to you, figure out. You can kind of guess. The, there's various people who have said things, and but that said, well, maybe he shagged them. But maybe who's he shagged? Maybe he's been programmed. Maybe they've been. Sarah Michelle Gallery is the one that everyone's assuming, and, and, and Eliza Dushku. And Eliza Dushku. Yeah, Dushku is is obviously a sort of muse of his. So uh, there's a picture being painted here that he he what he mesmerises them and and gets them under his thrall and then has and his then, wicked way. Is that it? And then there's rumours of overcast sure and that. stuff. Overcast being harassed. Or overcast made, harassed. Made, there's a made strong to word. feel feel uncomfortable. But they're all rumours and the whole stories but they've um, not they've not surfaced that widely though I mean consider if this was really going on this long I, I don't know I just find it a little bit 
difficult to swallow. We also don't know if there's been an internal power struggle between both sides. Maybe friends mm. of his wife have have sided with her, so they tell these stories yeah, and okay. friends of his. So you know, I'm the, the reason I'm kind of edging around that side of things is because it's all hearsay. Yeah, I know. It's all it's all, I it's know all it people talking about it. Yeah. So, someone having a bit of a a dippy wick doesn't necessarily mean he's not, you know, on side with feminism. You see, I would I would make an argument and probably write you a feature about you know how Josh Whedon is anti patriarchy, not a feminist, and there's lots of people who will write books and essays about the you know and well, they would take a part. Yeah. Oh, I've already got like <laughs> Colin to write. Don't, don't he's made start. pro. You can't. But, but all of us can agree he's made progress in that area with with the casting and the type of characters that he's he's written. He's, he's, the world is slightly better off for him writing characters that strong and and that are that, uh, that powerful, you know. I don't mean powerful as in, you know, strength. I mean just in, in the way that they've perme- permeated our culture and lots of people know about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, all these characters, even the bad guys. You have people like Drew Silla, you know, he wrote... Um, whereas you, you compare this to a certain somebody who's been writing Doctor Who for the last so many years. Now, let's compare some of the female characters that, that uh, our Mr Moffat writes to the characters that, that Whedon writes. See, see Moffat, big difference. Moffat is not, again, Moffat's not a fe- feminist. He's pro-women's lib, which seems to be like the weird 70s world he lives in. Oh, do you have to say that or you get... You get in trouble with your partner who's female, and that's it. That that's it. You that that means nothing to me. I'm sorry. I I walk the walk. I employed mostly female uh, managers for years because I I felt there was a, a, a. I'll be honest, they were better. And they got the job. It's never bothered me that. And I, you know, you go in other places that were it would not do that. And. To, to me, you've got to do what you believe in. If you do believe that, that's great. You can't just say, oh, I'm in favour of women's lip. Sorry, that means fuck all. I mean, you've got to do something about it because there is it has been incorrect over the last 10, 20 years. It's still not right. Now, when you get that list from the BBC, and do you, why, why are these why are these female... Um, why are the why are women getting paid so much less in the BBC? Especially the ones it's that are on virtually every show that you're yeah. about. Yeah, so I mean, anybody that's helped out with this, like Whedon, I'm, I just think it's it's a big step to suddenly tear him down and then do that. I'd rather see a little bit more evidence with my eyes. I'm yeah. not convinced. And, and there's a lot of women who have slept yeah. around and done things as well. Correct. And it does not make them any less. I better. know, and I don't want to come across as like not supportive. I said, I'm, I'm dead clear on this. If something comes up tomorrow where all of this is true and he has said all this crap about, oh, I was surrounded by a load of weak, needy women and all that, and he really has said that, I'm going to revise my opinion on him and I will. You know I won't be, a, I think, I won't I think be this... what you'd call. A, a fan of his anymore. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's not a feminist because he said that. That's that's. A, well, it's not a very nice thing to come out. Not, with, though, but, is it? but when it, you just expect as an excuse for why he's had sex with women who are not his wife. But but we, we are all aware of that certain element of females that are like that who will go around power and they you know, and we'll use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, but, they're the ones but, that bring feminism I, into I, I, I get it. I, I but, think she's talking people is is yeah. both, you know, is a thing that everyone does. Mm. Uh, I think you know, it's a it's it's a power balance thing, certainly. Mm. But I think you know, shit talking each other, and it's something that happens mm. 
in you know X relationships and all the rest of it. But there's bits of there's bits of that letter that you go and you sit there and you go, oh that rings uncomfortably true with other little bits and things. Yeah, but and she's it's just, clever enough. Right, yeah, right. She's yeah, clever enough to know it would. And can I say it's a very, very, very one thing I do know from reading this, she's very intelligent. Now, this may all be true. But I just, I just know I'm reading this, and from a guy who's had a, a, problems in the past with somebody who's very similar to this, who would write a letter like this, it's got to start out with loads of stuff that praises him, so that it's like, oh, he's done so much, he's done whatever, and then you're suddenly going, well, she can't really have an axe to grind because she's been so nice about That's it. Then, then she sticks a knife in. But no, I'm sorry, I, I jumped ship when she started taking credit for the TV series, and she did straight away. She said as good as said in in the words but politely he was washed up the movie had, had sort of ban uh, been binned uh, it wasn't what we he wanted and i made him go oh, you go and you get back on there and you get that uh, put forward as a tv there's, there's show probably somebody else who's very similar uh, mm. parallels to this who i will only use the initials ga mm. but here's uh, essay all right you know what i'm about not he, quite here's the thing i don't fab Oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same. Yeah, but, but it's the same. Here's the thing: the body is still a powerful piece of television. The last few episodes of Angel mm. are still amazing television. Yes, you 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 can look at a person and you can go, they have feet of clay. Yeah, and you can look at what they've done with their lives and you can go, well, they were a bit of a and then you can look at their work and go, their work still stands. Yeah. Going back to, to Wonder Woman, you can throw a lot, yeah. of, a lot of mud at William Marston. Mm. Um, I mean, I wouldn't personally, but a lot of people can. Mm. And you just, you know, again, it doesn't make their legacy and their creative work any less. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, that's, again, an entirely different conversation. Do you allow the creative force behind a thing to colour your impression of, mm. the, of of its achievements, mm. as you, like you were saying, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. he's he's made a shift. He's made he's shifted that window towards you know a fairer, more balanced world. He has, yeah. So, yeah, and this is disappointing news if it's true, yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't erase that. And the and to like I say, it, it, my God, I'm sorry. I read the letter. And it wasn't enough for me. It I need more than that before I suddenly start to think that somebody is uh, a very bad person that I shouldn't be appreciating the work. I mean, and at the end of the day, yeah, um, I'm sorry, but it's just not. I read so many things in that where I thought, well, this is deliberately uh, designed to to have that effect, you know, to turn people against him. It was more about that now. I get that she felt that there was a hypocrisy and she wanted that to, to come out, but I'll be honest with you, they've got children, she shouldn't have done it, it's shit. There you go. If he's done what he did and he cheated on her, then that's bad news. And it, But, she's, but it doesn't make him a terrible person. It does, look, it's not great. Monogamy it's, is it's, something we all aspire to, it, but but it's difficult when somebody it, that, it that, happens every day with other people. It does, it does and happen, it, and it's not, and it doesn't mean you're evil. It means you're weak sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But but the thing is, the uh, I'm sorry, they had kids, and she's written this, mm. and this is going to be in their lives now till the end. That letter is out there. They've got children, and I'm sorry she had a responsibility to deal with this in a slightly different way. Yeah. Now, I, I see bad on both sides. This is, in, if it's all true, 
Now, they must be, I have to believe there must be some truth in it, but otherwise she wouldn't have gone to this extreme. But my God, there had to be a better way of dealing with it than this. It's, when you've got it's children... The, it's putting your laundry out in public. It is, but that's bad. But if it's just you and there's the two of you, you can have a slanging match like this. That's fine. But, but it's children. If this was two people who hadn't been in the public eye, he mm. hadn't done... Well, no one would care. He'd worked at No one would care. I, exactly. It wouldn't make a difference. I yeah. would be intrigued to see what other voices chirp up and when. Yeah. And how they time it. Yeah. And that would well, that would be... Because we can all make very educated guesses. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Similar thing recently, Johnny Depp. I, my friend was out with me who made a comment about our oh, wife beating Johnny Depp very casually. And I went, I went frigging mad. I just went, well, do you know what? Have you looked into this? Because she hired a publicist right after that, came on TV with the bruise, yeah? But then it turned out that she that wasn't the first appearance. She hadn't told a publicist about one that she'd done earlier on in the day. Bruise was on the other side. Yeah. Bruce was on the other eye. So then, and then you move forward from there, and there were a lot of problems with that. Now, you you've got to see that you know there's some there's some issues there. So then, if you're looking then at that point of he said she said her behaviour and the moving bruise is quite a, a weird one. You've got to get past that if you want to totally believe her. And then uh, and, and, and then what, and what's the point of going public? Yeah, but but this is the thing. She yeah. Well, there you go. And then uh, after that. Yeah, two very damning pieces of, of corroboration, not for her, for, for him. Uh, Vanessa Paradis, the letter, open letter to the public and says, yeah. I'm sorry, the guy's been an angel, he's still my best friend. Yeah. We're just, we, it's sad that we split up, but he's never in all these years done anything that, like that. That, that is not the guy that I know. Yeah, and the, his daughter. His daughter, who we know, has just been in yoga hoses. Yeah. She um, she came forward. So suddenly, you know, there's, there's that. Now, if you suddenly next week get some public letter off one of his young kids saying something or some other corroborative stuff, if Sarah Michelle Geller makes some public statement and goes, yeah, he was, um, he did take advantage of our uh, friendship while we're filming that, then all of a sudden, bang, but you cannot make a decision on this evidence. It's not enough. And, and uh, there's the barrister hat coming on there. And I, I read it, and I'm just, I'm I, not convinced. I, I don't think your barrister hat ever came off. Yeah, to be quite honest. Well, I try, I try just to be um, neutral, but it's difficult when you say you're reading stuff, aren't you? And you go, mm, you know. But it's a shame because he's, like I say, if if it does all go. But, but but I'll be honest with you. It doesn't matter what we're discussing here. Damage has been done. The guy, the guy at this moment in time is is really um, getting a backlash. I mean, I've seen but his again, pictures all over social media of women hitting him with clubs and all sorts of stuff. But this goes back to that thing we were saying earlier about the you you know, know. convention thing. People are allowed to be offended, but you know they, they te- their, their offence is being the world. Yeah. And because they're offended, they're right. Yeah. But they're not. Absolutely. This is somebody's life. This is several people's life because there's children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Without the, a doubt. There's a fascinating the thing about social media and communications and the way we have this rapidity of communication and where you can create your own echo chambers and all the rest of it is that there seems to be this thing where it's like, because you're right, you're allowed to be a bell end about it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But no, you're not. You're not. You never are. You no, never you're not. you never have been. Um, because you're offended 
doesn't make that that's everybody has to change because you're offended. And because and because one person's changed their mind halfway through a conversation and decided to go, oh, I'm only kidding, it doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad one. Sometimes it does, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. And also, if you start a conversation, you have a, an opinion, and somebody has convinced you otherwise, doesn't mean you're a bad person if you suddenly go, actually, no, you've told me something that I didn't know, and I can change my mind. Mm. But... Again, but none of us sitting in this room are internet native. We didn't grow up with this communication. No, no one else really has. No one mature really has. I think we've got this weird... I mean, this is getting very kind of well, you know, broad. But, I think it, that, but, but it's, it's the way the world is. Now, the, so. the, the level of corroboration to get something in print because of the amount of people that things used to go through and still do with print is incredible the the amount of people that have to sign off on stuff the lawyers that get involved in stories and all the rest of it and when something goes out there's a calculated decision of yes we've checked it out legally we may be a little bit we are but we're looking at the sales and we may have to have a payout on a legal thing decisions are made but what i'm saying is it's calculated whereas the internet there's no corroboration it's no, any they could, old they could, shit they could is pull out it there. down don't matter how many screen yeah. there's definitely no and they're that. leaking it left right and center right of other weird dodgy sites and Facebook groups. I've still in my loft I've still got boxes of notepads from my days as a current affairs reporter and all the rest of it Mm. just in case because it's still pending just in case someone phones me up and says yeah you know, yeah, do you, you have the proof? Because yeah. you've got to hang on to it. You have to. But you can just go on to Reddit and talk yeah. nonsense. You can, and it sticks. And people and, believe it. That's and the that's the problem, as as uh, this is sticking. And the poor, the poor sort of, if he has, if he's done nothing to deserve it, well, this is damaging him. If he's done nothing but, more than just having a bit of a wandering eye and a wandering hand, you know, doesn't make him a bad person. Makes him not a nice person, but. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, monogamy is uh, monogamy is is a, is something that everybody aspires to, and it is. It would be nice, but and, you know, uh, and not I do, everybody can do it. I do think that you. It happens. That's the, the problem. Is it's it difficult. It's very very difficult to um, stay. You know, the, the, you know what I mean. It's Absolutely. difficult to. It it's but difficult no, it's, to stay. So when when you I are surrounded by people who's that had affairs and things like that, because mm. you know. That that happens. Yeah, it well, you're supposed it makes, to it be. It makes, makes you bad judgments. It makes you bad. Makes you a bad person. It does make you a bad person. Yeah, doesn't make you sort of like you need to be crucified. No, no. I mean, you know, you've had people that have genuinely done a lot of good in this world, and and yeah, I'm sorry when you actually start to. It uh, just means you've you've fit to somebody, and it's you know it's not good. Yeah, how many uh, very famous people in history have you found out about? I kind of give you one person in particular who uh, it is absolutely beyond doubt that he had two mistresses and that's martin luther king mm. don't you know and and so would you do you watch you tear down everything he did yeah. because he, he had, Savile, is he? Is i'm he, just yeah. saying but. gandhi's relationships with women are interesting and yeah. you should check that out and read about oh it. yeah 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 but it's not it's not like say i just say that it's yeah, we need to. You need to know more before people jump the gun on this one. Absolutely. And um, and I do hope he, I hope it that it clears up one way or the other. And I the main thing I hope I I hope, and I, I say this I mean this at the bottom of my heart. I hope that the children don't have the life ruined because of this. And that and is what happens. Thing. Well, it's what happens though because the, at the end of the day, 
they uh, she's done that for it isn't just in the public arena she's done something there that could make his own children hate him is he still directing the Justice League movie? Yes, he's recutting, but here's the, the thing that we covered last week, we mentioned, he's, they've, they've changed the ending. He's actually changed the end of the film. So it suggests that instead of it going open-ended, heading off into a big battle with Darkseid at some point, they've taken Darkseid completely out of the film. It's all about a battle with Steppenwolf. It's a standalone movie. So that can only be that they are planning doing this reboot with Flashpoint, with a Flash movie, so that they can start with a completely fresh situation, which is incredible after such a small amount of time. And a big hoo-ha. Yeah. It's unreal, isn't it? It's unreal. At least it's not the Universal Monsters, the mummy nonsense. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, it, it, it's very similar. Well, you uh, they managed to not bolt that ident onto the Dracula Untold when it didn't do well. and they, uh, But they had to commit at some point, so the mummy was the one. But my God, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. He's, yeah. uh, when you, you've, got, you've got him. Uh, what's his face? Um, Russell Crowe Russell Crow doing, uh, doing Russell Crowe. For, for fighting across the world yeah well that's what he is when he turns into Mr Hyde he just turns into Russell Crowe yeah. in a bad mood at it's an like award an ceremony from, yeah from it is because that, that's why I thought god are they getting the actual joke they're doing here unintentionally you know but there we go you want to see what time it is it's a bit late so we're going to have to bugger off but yes, uh, yes. Uh, as I say thank you very much Ed for, um, for joining us it's and we hope you'll come back Thank you very much. No worries. And I've been Mike, he's been Martin, and he's been Ed. And we will see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark in mythology Treasures of history Divine, legends of time, all the handiworks remain. Only the dream away. Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International.